You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Unreasonable Fridays. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and we're back. And uh, with me, as per usual, is uh, Dasha Mitchell. Ma'am, introduce yourself. People forgot. People might have forgotten who you were. They might have. I think they. they I think they might have. It's been a minute. It's been. It's, we've had. We've had uh, holidays. Um, the uh, the great god uh, Neptune released their mighty forces onto Los Angeles, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it rained. <laughs> Which is just an excuse in LA for anybody to not show up to things or uh, right. drive. That's what I hear. That's the thing I hear since I moved here is that people people will be like, "You don't have to do the thing," and I go, "Why not?" It's raining. And it's I'm raining. Just, I'm just like, what? What do we? But fire? I podcast inside of a inside. <laughs> right. Doesn't it be, doesn't matter. Right. That's one thing I'll never quite understand. I, I I've never connect to is the fact that when it rains, that means everyone must stop doing the thing. That they were doing here in California, and everyone also must attempt to swerve off the road every forty-five seconds. They have absolutely. To. It just it looks like. Um, you, did you ever see the sequel to Independence Day? That it came out like twenty years later, right? The recent one. Yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. not seen. Okay, I have not seen. That. I forgot that came out, and we really need it's, to see it. Go we, on. I don't. Listen, my husband has ideas sometimes where we're just gonna watch some garbage. That's the best thing. I think that's 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 how you know you're with your life partner is trash movies because anyone can watch great movies. Oh man, that was great. I loved it. Did you love it? I loved it. It was great. That was great. But trash movies are where you start to come together and you make up bits and material. The inside jokes come out. Yep, it was pure gold. It is. If you need a trash movie to watch with friends, family, loved ones. I highly recommend that one. It is pure garbage. <laughs> and uh, the the conce- in order to and the thing is it's a sequel. And so the first Independence Day had aliens coming down and destroying famous uh, Instagrammable sites around the world. <laughs> this was pre-Instagram, so it was cutting edge. It was like we're gonna destroy the White House and the library tower in Los Angeles for some reason. And they never showed the pyramids, but I assumed that they destroyed those two. Like they just went around, they destroyed like the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> destroying things <laughs> with like a giant green laser coming out of the sky and blowing it up in a fantastical way. So they needed to, to you know, up their game. It's 20 years later. So they basically like, I think they went to, uh, I think they showed either like Shanghai or maybe it was New York. I don't know. I was about three bourbons in at that time. <laughs> and they like basically lifted up like, like half of Shanghai, like sucked it up using anti-gravity and then turned it upside down and crashed it on oh top of the God. rest of Shanghai. <laughs> they dunked on a whole city. A whole city with itself. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and that the response of the people on the ground that were about to have half of their city land on top of them mm. is exactly the response Angelinos have to rain. <laughs> like just running in sheer terror with nowhere to go <laughs> i had to go out last night pick up my son at daycare and it started thundering and lightning and it was like like i saw at least three different near misses because people were like <gasps> like gaping at the sky while driving 
and like accidentally rolling into people in front of them like everyone loses their minds it's but it's sunny today everyone's okay it's like nothing ever happened right and it's yeah. weird you go for, as long as it's raining you're about to run off the road i saw some yeah. car, i saw i saw some car blew out two of its tires a diagonal across the median on san pablo and i was like it's a straight line it's a long <laughs> boulevard what the fuck happened how did your car get on the median how did you blow out both times what happened what happened <laughs> and it only happens when it rains when it's fine everyone just is driving around as soon as it rains it's just like these cat these weird accidents it's not even like the standard fender rush hour fender benders it's like all of a sudden all of a sudden cars are getting in the weird act they're slamming into the median they're t-boning each other you'll see you'll definitely at least see on your way on a if you have a commute in the rain in la at least two cars just on their roofs right with nothing else around them just just upside down yeah, you just they flipped the car yeah yeah uh tyler was on his way to work and he that there was traffic slow down on his side the, on the westbound side of the freeway because two uh tractor trailers collided and then like tumbled over <laughs> the embankment so they had to shut down the eastbound side of the, of the freeway because there was a crane that was like hoisting one of the tractor trailers out so there's traffic on hit on the westbound side because everyone's looking like because there's a crane holding like a like a tanker truck right. in the sky and it's raining. <laughs> so everyone's taking pictures of shit. Yeah, people don't know they don't know how to they don't know how to drive. It's why I don't like to go out and drive in the rain because because folks don't know how to drive. Very very uncomfortable. Very. It's unpredictable. It's like no one knows what they're doing. Right. No but, one knows what they're doing. But I'm okay now. Everything's okay. Thank God. Hello, I'm Dasha Mitchell. I'm hosting a podcast. All right. Speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of podcasts, we have some uh, general housekeeping to knock out. Um, if you have money, um, you should give us some money instead of your loved ones for Christmas. <laughs> they don't need any more presents. They, right. <laughs> I feel like in this material, in this uh, capitalist society, I feel like we all have enough presents. And that our money should go towards things like um, podcasts instead of children's joy. And if you agree with me, you can um, so become a Patreon subscriber at uh, patreon.com backslash unfridays. That's uh, patreon.com backslash unfridays. If you want to just, just to skew the whole let me get my son Tomb Raider business and just go ahead and subscribe monthly to this podcast I enjoy, my son will figure it out. It's about time he got a job. With his shiftless ass. Anyway, even if he's 11, he can get to work. He can do work. He can drive <clears throat> a lift. It's yeah, fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, listen, listen. And if we if we got enough patrons, we could probably start another podcast just for kids. We can cut the child. We can start the child la perfectly fine child labor podcast. Yes. Where we have two children, one who drives a lift. Yep. <laughs> We'll call it Saturday morning chores. And the other one who works at Amazon fulfilling orders inside of a warehouse oh, for 20 shit. hours. That's right. <laughs> Perfectly fine child labor podcasts. The ch labor cast. It's fine, guys. That's what it's fine. It's fine. We'll have like like pro tips for your your child who who shoplifted ones and has now landed themselves in juvenile <laughs> detention and is fighting wildfires in California. We got pro tips. Listen, we're we're not above we're not above helping out everybody, but you know you gotta kick in a few bucks. We gotta get that started. Oh my god! <laughs>
<laughs> I think I killed Aaron. <laughs> oh, okay. This is California. You know, we got to help out everybody. Everybody's got, everybody needs pro tips. Everyone needs life hacks. Got to take those inmate firefighter uniforms. They're too big for your son because he's 11. And, yeah, you uh, got to take them in a little bit. It's hard to it's hard to tailor those uniforms because they're flame retardant, so it's hard to cut into them with standard um, with standard tailoring tools. So you know, you figure out DIY stuff. You might have something laying around the house. You might be able to get those pants to keep those pants up behind tight, so your sons, you know, so they don't have any dangling edges while they fight wildfires for the thirtieth day in a row. <laughs> also, we're creating jobs. I mean, really, like who's going to sew those tiny little firefighter uniforms? But other tiny little people. Right. That'd be a great, that'd be, that'd be perfect. You see, like I said, we are creating jobs here. And that's what happens when yep. you become a Patreon subscriber <laughs> to Unreasonable Fridays. You create jobs create for children. Jobs for children. I mean, let's go ahead. I mean, let's be, let's skip the whole, let's skip the whole education thing. Who needs $80,000 in debt anyway? Let's just skip it. Let's put them to work. Let's roll it back. Maybe we had some good ideas back in the day before there were child labor laws. Maybe we had some good ideas. I mean, let's go ahead. Yeah, they, you know, like we just we just uh, bring back black lung. I guess we can teach kids proper. We can teach kids proper life lessons, like how to live off of twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yep. <laughs> it's, listen. So when they San get, Francisco, right? So when they get older and there are absolutely no jobs, <laughs> they'll be fine. They'll be no, like, oh, totally fine. fine. They'll be great. Totally fine. Yep. So yeah, kick in a few bucks. Patreon.com <laughs> backslash on Fridays. It's for the children because Unreasonable Fridays is for the children. <laughs> for the children. <laughs> um, we also have a Twitter, twitter.com backslash on Fridays to follow any and all news and updates of the show, which is important because it's the holiday season and everyone's got the flu and or yep. real life and or real life related flu symptoms. Keep it keep yep. aware. Also on Facebook, facebook.com, Unreasonable Fridays. And uh, yeah, we're that's everywhere. how you track that. We're everywhere. If you type in Unreasonable Fridays, you will find us. Oh yeah, we're here. We out, we out you. We're here, we're here for you. Help you, help you and your children along. And, and your children fighting wildfires. Listen, I say, <laughs> listen. We're not going to be able to retire, so it's only natural that the generation after us not be able to make thirty thousand a year. And I feel <laughs> like it's important that we train them, that we train them for this. Because the problem with our generation is that we're not prepared. Like I'm not prepared as a, in my fortieth year, I'm not prepared. For either I do this freelance thing with no insurance until I die, or I work somewhere for $28,000 a year and some insurance until I die. Now, the problem is I'm not prepared for that because they told me that the future was bright. So if we train the next generation of children that the future is dim at best, <laughs> then they'll be better prepared to handle it and they won't be, there won't be so much shell shock in their generation when they can't retire. When they're 35 and they're making $22,000 a year and, you know, we'll see what's going on. You know, we'll be fine. America is fine. The children are our future and <laughs> we will treat them as such with the there utmost respect and care. <laughs> future inmate firefighters of tomorrow working for 15 cents an hour as literally huge chunks of the state of California burn around them. Where did they go wrong? They were born in 2018. And that's a shame. We have stories. <laughs> we do. <clears throat> There's been a lot of stories. Um, uh, I always, the first thing that I do in the morning, which is probably terribly unhealthy and contributing to my own um, <laughs> mental illness, 
is uh is is Twitter. I love Twitter. But there's always a few moments on there that that um that that bring me a little bit of joy. One involved um my one of my favorite um uh politicians who sounds like racism every time he opens his mouth, which is Lindsey Graham. <clears throat> he uh so Alex uh Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. who's just like running around she's literally kicking doors down just everywhere she goes. Right. <laughs> and it's like late night Facebook living like she leaves work and still works because she's 29 and has all of the energy. And I right. love that. I love that. She's like, I only need four hours of sleep. Screw it. I'll sleep, Screw when, it. I'm, I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's fine. So she uh, she tweeted out about the recent violence against the families at the border on Thanksgiving, which that was just a just a Thanksgiving treat over the weekend when a bunch of Migrants who are trying to cross the border and uh, seek asylum were tear gassed, them and their children. It's a, it's a wonderful day to be an American. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tweeted out, <clears throat> asking to be considered a refugee and applying for status isn't a crime. It wasn't for Jewish families fleeing Germany. It wasn't for targeted families fleeing Rwanda. It wasn't for communities fleeing war-torn Syria. And it isn't for those fleeing violence in Central America. Lindsey Graham decided that he wanted to weigh in. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm prepared. Also, his his a- his avatar, by the way, on Twitter is a picture of him with Bart Kavanaugh. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Just grinning, just shit eating grins drinking across some, both their faces. Drinking some beers. Drinking some beers. He likes um, beer. Rehashing the good old days when women would shut their damn mouths. That's right. By force. Anyway, so Lindsey Graham says. In response to Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, I recommend she take a tour of the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Might help her better understand the differences between the Holocaust and the caravan in Tijuana. Um, Mm. uh, uh, um. Sir. (laughs) So he's mansplaining her hard also i just i personally take issue with the fact that he said she in retweeting like this is a congresswoman sir <laughs> i definitely do not think he recognizes her as a congresswoman. no no he does not he definitely does not um but then uh she didn't say anything back she don't need to she's busy <laughs> doing her job but the <laughs> And the Holocaust Museum actually didn't even get back to them. But the actual Auschwitz Memorial (laughs) tweeted at Lindsey Graham. When we look at Auschwitz, we see the end of the process. It's important to remember that the Holocaust actually did not start from gas chambers. This hatred gradually developed from words, stereotypes, and prejudice through legal exclusion, dehumanization, and escalating violence. Mm. Well, that's all that I needed for joy. Like that was <laughs> I like a good I like a good institutional clapback. It just, you know, like take our names out of your mouth. Right. Like you don't know what you're talking about. You're you're using this as a political tool to be racist. Right. And take our names out your mouth. And it's impossible to talk about it without being racist. So just don't bring it up. Don't just, yeah, don't, just, don't bother. Yeah, if you, you were cannot, incapable. <laughs> if you're if just don't talk about it. You didn't right. need to say anything. You literally didn't need to say anything at all. Yeah. It comes for free. Silence comes for free. 
Go back to like having your beer night with Bart Kavanaugh and, you know, getting your fondling hand together for Trump. <laughs> Ma'am. Listen, I know what's going on in that White House. Um, so uh, another uh, another uh, a, a Twitter story that came across that came across my feed. <laughs> you remember that story about um, the Border Patrol agent? Who started that forty thousand acre wildfire? Yes, you were the first. You were the first. I saw that story make the rounds, and I was like, "Oh, this is the story Dasha was talking about." Because we are a real news outfit. You news. broke that story first. <laughs> it was delightful. I mean, yeah, we talked about it. I think last month. We did. Maybe a couple. We did. And um, so uh, uh, the AP has a video of that was released by the U S forest service that shows how it actually happened. It gives a visual as to how ridiculous this whole thing was. So it's, it shows a dry grass, like a, like an area of tall, dry, dry grass on state land near green Valley. And it's where an off duty U S border patrol agent fired a rifle at a homemade target the rectangular target with a diamond checker design that was marked with boy or girl exploded and it sent this big blue puff of like powder into the air. I think we got something here. Let's see if we have let's see if we have some video. What's he so describe it, what's happening? There is a there is a target with the words boy or girl in the box. And the box is marked with an explosive. And he shot the barrel and what Start bug up. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I've said this before. I think you should get mandatory prison time. You get mandatory 10 years if you start a fire in a place that burns to the ground that doesn't get any rain. There are places like this is like when I moved out west, it was the first rule that anyone ever taught me was like, listen, if you go in the forest, if you go anywhere, if you're anywhere west of Arizona, don't start fires in the forest like if you go just don't do it and yet these fires start because people go in the you should get a, you should get a multiple you should get a, a a prison sentence that multiplies based on how much damage you did so if you blow up if you set an explosive off in an arizona in in a, in a dry arizona field then you should get you should get minimum 10 years in prison because you have one rule there's nothing out there but the opportunity to start a wildfire that's it right and like and the thing is like we've known this collectively as americans since the 40s that's the thing i Smokey, they the, the forest service invented a talking bear that told us not to do things like this i mean he's literal. this this border patrol agent and i'm i'm emphasizing the fact that he's a border patrol agent because the police state is not here to protect us clearly just because you got a badge doesn't mean you're wise at <laughs> all and you look at like what he did he's surrounded by like dry grass and mesquite and acacia trees. They're trees, mesquite, the mesquite like wood that you use to burn in a barbecue. Right. It's it comes from a tree. 
that lives in Arizona. Right. So he literally went to a field made of trees that are broken down for barbecue grills and set off an incendiary device. He went to the most flammable part of a flammable part of the world. In order to demonstrate that this person's baby had a penis. Right. He was announcing to the world, there's a dick in my wife. (laughs) Man. There's a dick in my wife and I put it there with my dick. That's the circle of life. <laughs> like that painting on the top of the Sistine Chapel where one dick is inside of the woman is another dick on the other side and is touching. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how just like completely, completely wild this is. Wow. And then they had to run for their lives because the fire started. It was blowing wind. Like it immediately went from like explosion to like dangerous fire. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Start packing up. Start packing up. Was <laughs> melting down. All those, run it back. Run it back. Run. Start packing up. <laughs> Start packing up. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's fire. <laughs> that explosion. Fire. Started, that explosion started a fire. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you should get 45 years in prison. No doubt. 45 years mandatory. No bail, no visitation. 45 yeah. years. He went to the most flammable part of a flammable part of the United States. Started ex- and triggered an explosion, then freaked out and then let it burn. Yeah. 47,000 acres were burned. Only for a hundred, he only has to pay a hundred thousand dollars in restitution and monthly payments. Fifty-six of years in prison, mandatory. Yeah, because you just want and just let's just just ter- it's just arson and terrorism. Just don't start fires. You got- I love when when someone does something terrible that causes harm to other people because like folks did lose their homes in this. <laughs> um, they just and it burned for like two weeks. And he's like, it was probably one of the worst days of my life. You think? Oh, for you? Oh. Yeah, that's too bad for you. That's um that's a you you caught a tough break there, <laughs> Agent Dickie. Right. You should go you should go to jail for that. Right. Because fire And there's certain the- certain things that are like it's like accidents are can be are every accident is avoidable, but some things are like almost unpredictable. Like the land management agency even cites like a horse clipping its shoe on a rock can cause a spark that starts a fire. And if they like I said, if and that's the thing, when I say there are mandatory prison sentences, for the most part, these are accidents. We're never going there. We're just not going to have Officer Dickey or whatever actively blowing up a chunk of the Arizona desert. I just don't right. think that's going to happen often enough for it to be some proper problem where all of a sudden President Freeman's lost his shit and throwing everybody in the fucking forest in jail. I'm not. It's just two people every five years it should go to jail. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yep. Especially when the reason is to point out that you made a dick with your dick. Because that's really what he's doing. And it didn't have to blow up. No, you know what he could have done? He could have just, I mean. He could have had, had a bag, a burlap sack with balloons 
pulled a string, blue balloons could have come out, and everybody, it's a boy! And everyone would be like, woo! <laughs> Done. Nothing exploded. It's just balloons. You know, you know, you know what also could have happened? Um, people could have been like, oh, you're, you're having a baby? Congratulations. You know, if it's a boy or a girl, and he could have said, yeah, it's a boy. Well, that's not American. <laughs> some type of or he could even be i mean we could be real progressive here and just be like i don't know yet <laughs> are you asking are you asking the gender identity of the baby or whether the physical attributes of this baby <laughs> baby has a penis don't know if it's boy or girl maybe right. both maybe it's neither <laughs> right you know what i won't do is start a forty-seven thousand acre wildfire to tell everybody. Kind of made a nice Facebook status. Oh, my gosh. I, I guess just, so. How, like, do you tell your kid this? He's going to find out. <laughs> I mean, your gotta... kid will find out later on in life, maybe when he's around seven or eight. Ain't nobody going to bring that out. Yeah, he's going to or he's, he's going to find out when, uh, you know, he's he's inherited some of his, his dad's common sense and does something silly himself, ends up in juvenile de- detention, and then is fighting fires himself. Full circle. There we go. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, Officer Dickey will be prepared for his son to fight fires at 12 because he's subscribed to Unreasonable Fridays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he subscribed, became a Patreon subscriber. And we prepared him. We helped prepare him with our with our labor podcast. That so, we're, we're, that's what we're here for. Our child, our, skills our, building. Our perfectly fine child labor podcast. Child Skill. labor. Child labor is a okay. A okay. We are fine. <laughs> what else do we have? Oh my gosh. Um, I think that's enough from Twitter for today. Um, uh, so Tesla's racist. Tesla's races or Elon Musk is racist. Elon Elon Musk is wild, and this is why we this is why we know superheroes aren't real. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony, Tony Elon St- Musk is a is a supervillain. Tony Tony Stark sucks in real life. Sucks. Yeah, I mean, if you really if you if you were to take Tony Stark as we know him and just write out the things that he's done and the character that he is on paper, it's it's not great. Right, and that's <laughs> the thing. Is that Tony Elon Musk is Tony Stark, but in like in actual like there's no there's no superhero there's no superhero motivation there's not that twist that we have to put in otherwise he's just a person with too much time on his hands and no common sense. None but whatsoever. Like the, like, I mean, we even, all we all remember the Iggy Azalea situation. <laughs> Iggy Azalea was that Azalea? Or no, sorry, Azalea Banks. Right, Iggy Azalea. The Azaleas get me confused because I'm 41. It's fine. Iggy Azalea is the the white lady from New Zealand. Yeah, she's the um she's the one that um she's the um character actor. She always plays a black woman when she raps, and then she goes back to being. <laughs> oh, right. She's a method actress. That's it. She's a method. That's actress. right. She's a method actress. And Azalea Banks just finds herself in situations and tweets about them. I just want to follow with... her around. <laughs> like I just want to hear what she has to say about everything. Like I just want to go with her to the store. I just want to drive her. I just want to drive her to class and bring her back. I want to take her shopping. Like I just want her opinion. Yep. On... I want to. I want to go with her to a Hollywood party. Right. I just want to <laughs> just hear... sit in the corner with her. Right. I just want to hear what she thinks about things. <laughs> everything. So Elon Musk's company Tesla. Right. They have a um their their major factory is in the United States is in Fremont. 
California, which is not too far from where you are right, right. now. Yay. Yeah, you drive past it and you're like, hey, the big the big white building with red letters is Tesla. Okay. Um, and it was seen as a big deal because manufacturing cars in the United States is is a good is a is always a good thing. Build economies, jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But turns out they got an anti black problem there. Shocked. My mm. God. What? No. Yeah. One one gentleman, Owen Diaz. Reports seeing swastikas in the bathrooms, <laughs> which at first look, I'm like, well, if it's like a high school bathroom, sure. <laughs> um, it's not acceptable, but if you got like 18 year old kids going in there right out of high school, you might see some stuff like that. But it should also be cracked down upon. But then you hear, hey, boy, come here. <laughs> He's a full grown man. Right. N-I-G-G-E-R. You know all this. Hey, so hey white people we can spell and spelling it does it we can understand you and see you and hear you so spelling it you might as well just be saying it right um you're not slick um so that's one example um he ended up quitting his job um short left her a few months uh another woman um reports having to get down on like her hands and knees and scrub floors when her white colleagues didn't have to do that what lost her job when she went to an off-site and returned with her co-workers and she got fired for not being at work that day and they didn't what yep um there's also uh, the story of a young man who he went there to he started driving trucks, but, you know, he wanted to be able to try and there was a promise of upward mobility, but was told that like people like you don't work those jobs. Really? Mm. Delightful. Yep. And um, my favorite was um this one this one man um who actually had cell phone video of someone following him around talking about cutting him up so everyone can have a piece of you nigger right mm-hmm. right. and <laughs> it it just keeps going it's 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 kind of um it's it's such a toxic environment that people just feel like they're they're just free to just say whatever it is that they want to. So there was one man, Mr. Jones, who, yeah, he was the one who was told that um, people like you don't move up to lead positions. He also reported that he heard a supervisor say of black employee, employees that, quote, there's too many of them in there. They are not Tesla material. Mm. And then he had a meeting at... Uh, uh, he went to a meeting where a supervisor gestured towards uh, black workers and remarked that monkeys work outside. Okay. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> Elon Musk got word of this. And <laughs> would you be surprised? He handled, his... it. he handled it deftly. I trust Elon oh. Musk. He's handled, he handled it really well. And mm. credit to Elon Musk for coming out in support of black people um, in his company. 
Mm. In an email to employees last year, as reported by the New York Times, um, which the company later released in response to one of the one of the many lawsuits, <laughs> Elon Musk, Tesla's chief executive, warned against, quote, being a huge jerk to members of, quote, a historically less represented group. At the same time, he wrote, if someone is a jerk to you but sincerely apologizes, it is important to be thick-skinned and accept that apology. Uh, thanks, Tony. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Mr. Stark. Uh, I mean, if I, were, if I worked there and I heard that, I mean, because I'm a smartass, my question would be exactly how thick does it need to be, sir? <laughs> I mean, are we talking about... Like, uh, should I like layer on like a sweater so that the 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 actual like lashings that I receive don't actually get down to the skin? Or what are we? I just need to know how I'm supposed to be prepared for work. The fastest way that would get you fired from the the, the everyone should have a thicker skin response would get you fired because yeah. exactly i mean it's it's and and for anybody out there who's i know that we have listeners who have heard stuff like this like what's the big deal it's just words who cares Ooh, sticks and stones uh, right like, no this is this is a culture of um where you have slurs you have people being called people being called names but you also have the data or maybe you don't Tesla refuses to release how many African-Americans work at the factory. Excuse me? Yeah, they have like non-white numbers, but they didn't disaggregate their demo, their demographic <laughs> numbers, so that you could see how many black people there were. And therefore, they don't have the data of how the disaggregated racial demographic is spread across positions. So that you could see something like, I don't know, maybe you do have... 28% black people there but there but no one is in management we can't see that to which i'm like why don't you want to see that why don't you want to share that information elon <laughs> ma'am like what are you hiding i mean you can't hold all that information in your head if it's real you got to share it right and no, it's I'm like saying. I don't, I, ma'am. <laughs> but yes, and I, and the thing is, like, there's not nothing has happened as a result. Like, it's basically like there's they've got some lawsuits going on. There are people, but there are people who are literally called nigger every single day that they are at work, which is just. <laughs> I mean, you, we're just expected to take that because we need money. Um, yep. you can't treat people with dignity. That is, we need uh, to develop a thicker skin. Yep, that's the American way. Do you know what? A, do you know what a thick skin is to me? What? Money. <laughs> so if I, if you want me to have to, if if you want me to have to bear the burden of dealing with these racist ass people, you better quadruple my paycheck. <laughs> I'm not going to be silent about it still, but it'll take a lot longer. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'll be able to take some vacations to nice places to get away from these racist people. Self-care will be real. 175 vacation days per year. Yep. Quadruple the salary. Exactly. Yep. I need to be making about, yeah, pulling down about $180,000 a year. Three-week vacation package, unlimited sick days and personal days. That's it. Yep. 
flexible work schedule. That'd be funny. I would have a, I would have <laughs> an you office. You could say nigga, nigga, nigga. Right. I'd have an office, and then the black, the black, the black employees would be making way more money, and people would be asking why. And is it because you're all racist? <laughs> I pay them more because you're all racist, but I can't clean. I can't remove all of you racists, so I just pay the black people more to deal with you racists. If you don't want them to make more money and stop being racist, and I can bring their racist. salary down to a standard level, so they can actually go to work and go home without trauma. Yep. I'm buying these black people. They're being bought. I'm buying them <laughs> because of your racism. And honestly, you just need to be clear about it. That's all. Give people the choice. Listen, we got some racists up in here, but, you know, they got kids, too. <laughs> so tell you what, we're just going to we're going to give you all a deal with racism, race. Anybody doesn't want it. You don't have to work here. Very sorry. Go about your day. <laughs> But you can't do you basically what I'm saying to Elon Musk, you can't have both. You can't be like, we're going to keep paying you shit, not give you raises, not get, promote you, give you different responsibilities. And also demand that you have a thicker skin when dealing with racism. Yes. You can't do that. You just like either like deal with the racism. That's a, or that's a bit much. Or don't and just keep your black people there so you don't keep getting sued. Pay them a lot. They're, I mean, I guess they're basically doing that by having to pay people out. Yeah. It's just better to just say, hey, guys, hey, that's not acceptable behavior. I wonder how it would work is if if you brought down the 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 salary of every of everyone else because of you just like, listen, these people, these people, employees of color, we hire them. You're racist. We have to pay them to not destroy our business. So now everyone gets a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Because you're all because you're all being racist. Stop being stop being racist. Like you don't have to, Greg. Why are you calling someone a nigger in the break room? <laughs> like I'm not even saying to stop being racist on your own time. I'm saying don't call black people nigger in the break room in front of the camera. <laughs> like just keep it in the just house. Stop saying nigger. Stop it. Just don't. Don't when even... you when you put on your outside shoes to come to work. Right. Leave nigger at home. It's inside. It's inside vernacular. Yep. Just, just, just keep it inside the house. You just and your keep it room. over there. Same way with like black people. We call each other nigger. Only each other. Right. You're not allowed. That's right. Just, just keep it. Just keep it. That's like we're being pragmatic about this. Just keep the racism at home. That's why you. That's why you didn't. That's why there was no Christmas bonus. Because it all went to Tariq because you called him a nigger every day <laughs> for six weeks. So we had to pay him. He's gone now, but we had to pay him a lot of money, all of your money, for being racist. All of your money. That's it. It's a racist tax. Yeah, stop being racist. That's stop it. being racist. Just and there's and the thing is, like, there's no amount of you're building cars. Why do you need to say nigger? <laughs> you're building a car. Building a car. Be like, hey, uh, uh, Jones, you want to make sure that, um, you know, we had a problem earlier with the uh, rear view, so we just want to make sure that the machine's working right. Can you can you double check on that? That's all you need to say. You don't need to say all that, comma, nigger. Like, you just don't need it. <laughs> just uh. just stop. Just stop at, at, at job terms. Do we need to have a vocabulary list written on the wall? You've got, like, the safety checklist. You've got the sign that's, like, you know, zero days since our last accident. 
you should also have how many days since the last time somebody said nigger <laughs> and a vocabulary list here's all the things you can say and under that is the big the big flip numbers <laughs> the days since said nigger I mean, why is this so difficult? Why, why, why? It's just like, so the other day, um, so Arthur is now two and a half. <laughs> just about. He's just shy of two and a half. It is, he is a joy in my life. <laughs> that sounded love loaded. him. I do love him so, so much. But ooh, he tries my patience because that's what two-year-olds do. And he managed to get his hands on. We just like cleaned out our garage and we had a box of things that we needed to put away, which we very unwisely left at his height where he could reach it. And sure enough, he found like the uh, an old Canon digital camera that belonged to Althea and, and picked it up. And I ran over to him. And I was like, are there no, 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 no. Give it to mommy. Like I'm talking to somebody who's literally holding a bomb in their hand, like slowly reaching my hand over. Hi, Arthur, give it to mommy. Yeah, I just put it gentle in my hand. And he looked me square in the eye and hurled at about 95 miles an hour across the kitchen <laughs> onto the floor. <laughs> Stuck his thumb in his mouth and just walked away. And that is why, and like I said, that, that not is necessary. You don't need to do that. Yeah, you don't need to do that. But he's two, and he does it. He's not. He's not in control of his emotions. So he just did the thing that was like immediately available. He was like hand, camera, strength, do Oof. it. So you can't. So do the white people at this factory don't look at yourself and go white man supervisor nigger like. <laughs> Just you don't have to do that. <laughs> just be like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be a nice guy today. <laughs> just, just gonna be nice. Just, just lay the exchange gently. Yeah, just lay it like. Just, just don't. Just, just be nice. Just be nice. Just, just speak. Just speak to your people in a professional manner. Or about get, work things or get docked several thousand dollars off your yearly pay sure that's it yep. that's it like i said i you yep. can be decent or you cannot be decent and you just won't get paid because all the money that we were going to pay you want to pay this black person you abuse that's it yeah that's it that's so, that fair to me very that simple me. that's it we had to pay we hired a black person you abused the black person we had to pay the black person for yep. their trauma mm -hmm. damages because of you Yep. And everyone in this break room that didn't stop you, so all of you get paid less. <laughs> and if you complain, then we'll probably replace you with several more black people. Anyway, <laughs> so there should there should just be like a uh, like a we just played Monopoly over the weekend, and there should be like a uh, a, a community chest card pile that you just have to pull from whenever you do this. Right. <laughs> How much money you have to pay the person who you harmed. And how much the other people who let it happen have to pay as well. Right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, you don't, when you, when you are openly verbally abusing a black person publicly, it's, you, you have to pick up momentum. It's, it's one of the reasons why we don't like our current administration. The negative effect our current administration is having on America is it's galvanizing people who would normally have shut the fuck up. Yep. Yeah, racism requires momentum. 
And um, yeah, so momentum is comes from the other people. And also they too would lose money because, again, they said nothing. It's easy for white people to check other white people. No one calls the police and the police come and don't care. <laughs> so yeah, it's easy for white people to check other white people. Very easy. You can complain at your job. You won't lose your job. You might get a raise. Yep. You might get, yeah, get a, get a corner office. Right. So everything yep. works out. So white people can check other white people. You're absolutely being as lazy as possible. So yeah, everyone loses some money. Yep. And then everybody will start thinking twice. Yeah. Oh, I better do something. Because <laughs> if you can't be decent. Right. Can you at least be greedy? Right. That's what I've always said that it's very important to approach solutions from very, pra- in, a, in an empathic sense and a pragmatic sense. So if you don't have any, if you are in fact the Joker, I can appeal to the fact that you just want something to work this way. You want your money. So, and the reason why we don't have your money is because we gave it to the guy you harmed. That's it. That's it. You just, you just don't have your money for a very clear reason. You can make sure this never happens again. If you make sure that never happens again. But again, it's a pretty, it's a pretty simple deal. All right. Well, well, what else is going on? Uh, yeah, moving on. So, uh, did you hear this? Did you hear the story about um, the young man who was murdered in uh, off the coast of India? Oh, that missionary fellow. But that's yeah. So, a young man. I'm sure everybody's heard this story. It's a little old now, but I do still want to talk about it. Um, uh, John Allen Chow is an American, 26 right. year old American missionary who wanted to declare Jesus to one of the world's last, uh, not, uh, they're described as uncontacted. They've been contacted. Right. Well, one of the world's last tribes that doesn't want to fuck with us. Right. With like anybody else. Right. Uh, the Sentinelese who inhabit the restricted North Sentinel Island in the Eastern Indian Ocean. Right. So the Sentinelese have resisted external contact since forever and have actually killed a number of people who've tried to approach the island, whether by accident or on purpose. Like ships have like, you know, there was one ship that actually uh, um, uh, sank a little bit and like scuttled into the beach and they had to evacuate all those people very quickly. They were hanging out for like a day or two and then they were noticed by the Sentinelese and they're like, can we can you get us out of here, please? <laughs> Because the Sentinelese were like, we don't want you here at all. And so this kid, John Allen Chow, wanted to declare Jesus. He was met with multiple spears and arrows and buried in a shallow grave on the beach. I shouldn't laugh. I mean, I shouldn't laugh. Here's, I mean, here's the thing. No one told this boy not to do this. Or maybe they did and he just didn't listen, but like someone needed to stop him. Listen, no, 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 no. I know, I know all about that island where if you step on the island, you get lit up. I know yeah. this island. Yeah. I knew it was someplace called Sentinel Island. It's like protected by India or something. I knew offhand, just as a layman, a standard, pr- I'm an audio engineer f- by, for a living. <laughs> and I know that there is this island near India where if I get if I step foot on shore, I'm gonna get lit up on site and it's okay. On site. No quite they're not gonna talk to you. Right. So you know what? You can't I'm not... hold out your hand palm up like they're dogs. Right. <laughs> like I'm just I don't so I know and I've made peace with the fact that there is this place on earth that I can't go. 
that's it. I can't go yeah. there. They'll kill me, and it'll be fine. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's just an island. It's fine. They can have an island. I don't need every island. I am not going to travel every inch of this planet before I die. It's fine. Um, y'all can have the island. Knock yourselves out. Enjoy. I hope you guys have a blessed day. Bye. Apparently not. Like not it's, guy. and the thing is, like the way that it's been talked about in the news is infuriating, <laughs> because apparently no one. It's there's just still too many white people in newsrooms. There just are because they don't know how to talk about this. They're not uncontacted. The reason why they don't, why they're just lighting people up on the beaches is because they were contacted and are pretty pissed about it. Right. Right. Like they've been contacted and were like, terrible things have happened. So since like, so th this is one island amongst a number of islands. So they're the part of the, the great Andamanese and the Anga and the Jarara the Sentinelese, Sentinelese, and the Jangil. Most of these people are largely extinct. The right. Jangil were entirely extinct by 1920. Right. So they demonstrate mm, a bit of hostility towards strangers. I wonder why. <laughs> like another, yeah. So, like, early white British people were like, they're evil. <laughs> and they'll kill you and eat your face. When really, like, white folks... Burmese folks, Chinese folks, the Malays all went there, captured people, sold them as slaves, gave them diseases. Right. In the eighteen in the eighteen eighties, the British showed up. Always a good time when the Brits show up. Right. Y'all have a, just an amazing reputation for killing everybody. Right. Um. They broke a trust with the Adamanese. <laughs> Big surprise. And killed a whole bunch of people. They stole their children. They gave them syphilis, measles, mumps, influenza, gonorrhea. Shrinking the numbers of the Adamanese from 3,500 people in 1858 to 90 in 1931. So let's just be clear. They've been contacted. And do not want to be fucked with. One of the things that they did, so there was that one steel ship that went aground. They actually went out and stole metal from the ship and have created new weapons. <laughs> so they're not just like running around like this is this isn't like some caricature of like primitive man. No, they know it's up and just are happy doing what they're doing with themselves. Don't want to have anything to do with this horrific group of people who keep coming and trying to murder them and kidnap them and rape their children. Yep. So like, you can't just show up and be like, I bring good tidings. It's like, no, <laughs> again, most of the time, no, you don't. <laughs> most of the time, any person of any, any person of color who is doing anything that might be seen as violent to you, white person, they have a very good reason. We would all, every single person of color, including everyone on that island, would rather be on Xbox. Every single one of them would rather be at brunch. They feel they, because of what has happened, they now have to take an arrow. They have to get out of their home, get a bow and an arrow, and go put it through some knucklehead. They don't want to do that. They were chilling. They're not, they're not chilling. off the island trying to find people to shoot with a bow and arrow. You no, came to nope. them. 
minding their business. They were minding that they made it very clear they're not comfortable with the way history has treated their people. And that's it. They've made their they've made their people. It's not random because they hear the stories. It seems like these people are just wantonly violent. They're not. They have mm-hmm. very good reason. They're protected yep. and they have a very clear. Just don't come here. Every time a stranger shows up, genocide happens. Right. So so it doesn't matter if you and like and it's not like the previous people didn't show up talking about Jesus, too. Right. They're all talking about Jesus and you're going to go to missionary school and do it. No, no, no. So I I am sorry for uh uh this young man's family um because he raised a knucklehead and he just went and got killed. I mean uh, you know, I mean I just it's very sad. But really though, like this is when and also like I understand that this is this was not a white man. He was he was a man of Asian descent, but it doesn't matter because he was actually operating with the promise of white supremacy culture. And this is exactly how white supremacy culture gets you killed. We talked about this before with that young man who tore down the poster in North Korea and ended up getting his ass beat in prison until he was put in a coma and died. Right. Right. That but I'm an American, but this can't happen to me is exactly white supremacy and will get you killed. You, you, You went to another country. And you mm-hmm. vandalized. Now, we are lenient on vandalism here, but that does not mean we are lenient on vandalism everywhere. Right. It's important that you not take our take our soft stance on vandalism out of the country with you. Because <laughs> that will get Mm-mm. you killed. Just because you were going door to door like a Jehovah's Witness talking about spreading the good word and giving out pamphlets. I mean, sure, you come to my house and I'm not going to spear you to death. <laughs> in my front door right even if you are interrupting all the things i might give you a hard quiz i'm like the hardest person that that uh door-to-door religious folks can deal with because i just ask lots of academic questions <laughs> they want to know like have i you know found do i know about like the good word of of god and i was like well which word which author are you talking about man they're like from the Bible. And I'm like, but the Bible was written by many authors over hundreds of years. So who are we who are we talking about? I just want to know. I just want to get into the text. You want to get into the text for a minute? They're like, well, have you read the Bible? And I was like, yeah, have you? <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, ma'am. <laughs> oh, dear. But I mean, that's the worst. They're not getting speared. But those people should not go someplace else thinking they ain't going to get speared. Especially not knowing. I mean, there's the thing, too, is that like this kid clearly just didn't know either. He didn't know the history of the place at all. Or which is what I think is what's happened. I think he knew that there was this island of people who were untouched, uncontacted. And that's also where we get into trouble. We need more people of color in newsrooms because you're all talking about this place in a way that makes it seem like this kid, John, can just go there with Jesus and a Bible and they'll be like, oh, contact, hooray! Finally, we've been waiting for someone to come tell us about the rest of the world. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. My God. Now we can have Wi-Fi and chicken nuggets and the McRib and... We have brunch (laughs) and we have Xbox, but we don't have any Wi-Fi to connect the two. Thank you so much for coming to our island and improving the quality of our lives. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
Can we have Amazon Prime? Do you have any Lunesta in your pocket? <laughs> I just want all the things that you have, sir. No. And, the, and like, he didn't look into the fact, like, why are they uncontacted? Or why do people not go there? What is the history? Can you empathize? Yeah, yeah that ignorance got him killed. I mean, it's... And I always, we say this, we've said this a few times in the space of the show is that if you are, if you have an idea, I say this, if you are a privileged person, I say white people, but if you are a privileged person and you have an idea regarding some people that you don't know, it you is want to help them. Right. It you is help not, somebody. it is not the first, I, you're not the first person to come up with it. Mm-mm. So to hear about this island and to think that. The reason why they're isolated is because they have not met Jesus. Please understand, if that is your big idea, if you're going to get on a boat and go to the island and fix it, and you've come up with that idea, you're not the first person to have thought that idea. If you have an idea to simply fix an age-old problem, you are not the first to think it. You should research the history of what you're trying to fix in a sentence in a boat ride, or you should Uh ask someone else. What they just just look at the history of the people just like you. So go back and go like, okay, someone else who has done this exact same thing. What happened to them? Okay, well, the first people, oh, they kidnapped a bunch of children. Oh, the second person murdered a lot of people. The third tried to turn it into their own personal like orgy camp. These are all I can drop citations if people really want them. But that's what happened. The next person murdered. The following person murdered. The person after that murdered 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 but if i show up everything's gonna be fine (laughs) (laughs) got it got it cool no 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 leave just leave these people alone they they do not want they do not want to have anything to do you don't have anything that they want i don't even think they they don't want xbox they don't want it they're fine just leave us the fuck alone we just want to live our lives right wouldn't it be great, actually, if it's just fucking Wakanda in there? That's what I think. It's a hologram. <laughs> they come out with spears and stuff, and it's like, oh, they're just, oh, they're well, the, primitive people. But well, you go inside, and it's... Well, back in the day, back in the day, Wakanda, you would get killed for going near Wakanda. All right. Yeah, Every time. That's right. Like, they orig- like before, they, they softened Wakanda's stance on humanity, but originally, you would just get killed for going near Wakanda. Right. That's what this... It's just a modern-day Wakanda. That's how this needs to be framed. Also proves that we don't have enough black people in newsrooms because that would have been the first thing that anybody should have said I was like, oh. modern mo- white man killed in modern day wakanda i don't want to i i think about it is i don't know how you keep more white people from going to places where you tell them they shouldn't go so if you said it was modern day wakanda they would go wandering and trying to touch the hologram and getting arrowed in the chest <laughs> And if you said that this is a place where you legally can be killed on sight by everyone on the island, they would go and then be like, oh, prove it. And they would get arrowed in the chest. There's nothing we can really say. There's no way to frame this story to keep white folks and just that general white supremacy culture from pushing on the island and getting murdered in droves until something happens to those people again. There's no way to frame it. There's no way to there's no way to satisfy this uh, this this entitlement to pushing boundaries that just like I said, right. this, this is part of the culture. And I just, I, I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by it. There's no, there's no way to prevent this from happening again, even though there should logically be very easy as in everyone on this Island will kill you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Okay, well, they can have the island. Yeah. They've been yeah. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And, like, you just don't, you don't need to, you can't, just go any place else. <laughs> like, why is this your calling? You can, you can teach, you can teach the word of, you can go to a city somewhere else that has people that won't kill you and try to teach the word of God while serving bowls of soup to poor people. Yeah. You give them soup and a Bible. Yep. They'll take the Bible because they want the soup. Sure. But at least you are alive. Yep. Your lungs are without arrows. <laughs> and um, yeah, you're able to preach the word of God as effective or ineffective or exploitive as it might be until you die of natural causes. Feeling very <laughs> good about yourself for having helped people that need it. As opposed to going to the most unwelcoming place. Literally allowed by law. <laughs> yeah. Like it's against the law to go there. Like right. The law is protecting you right. to keep you alive. Right. And getting killed immediately. Just, yeah. Is that anything else? I would have preferred he come here and tried to turn me to Christianity. Then, to, okay, I'm going to listen and then I'm going to close the door in his face. Again, he yep. will be devoid of arrows. I have no arrows here. He could have gone anywhere else that nobody would have wanted him. But he would have been alive. Anywhere else. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah. He tried to come to my house. Um, I was answering the door with Arthur and he's always screaming. <laughs> and so there have been a couple of times where I'm just like, well, can God help me with this baby right now? <laughs> <laughs> also in the suburbs, all the Jehovah's Witnesses are white. It's wild. Really? Yeah. It's not little black women. <laughs> That's all I thought Jehovah's Witnesses were. I'm so sheltered. I've only lived in black spaces. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that there were white Jehovah's I mean, I knew in theory yeah. there were I knew there were white Jehovah's Witnesses. I didn't yeah. understand. I didn't know that I for some reason I didn't know that they won. I did not process it. I'll own that I did not put two and two together. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah, it's unusual. All right. <sighs> all right moving on. I have um Sad news from the world of science. I'm sitting here at my desk holding my favorite mug, formerly, um, of Neil deGrasse Tyson that says, y'all motherfuckers need science, that I now have to uh, sit aside forever and ever because Neil deGrasse Tyson has made it into the esteemed halls of nasty-ass men who can't keep their hands and their dicks oh, to themselves. Oh, no. What happened? Um, a number of things. One, um, apparently there was a rape allegation against him. I didn't ever know about this, but oh, this yeah, is how was, this happens, like, right? It was like last year. Yeah. So like I that I missed that. Um. Yeah. We when it, when it happened, all the black people were waiting. We were just waiting for. We were just all of us froze. And then when there was nothing for a certain amount of time, we kind of slowly unfroze. But now we're just watching Neil deGrasse Tyson because we would prefer if he kept yeah. his shit to him. It'd be great. It'd be great. Can you just keep your dick to yourself? So, um, so yeah. So there, there's a woman who was a musician um, who was studying galactic astronomy at the University of Texas, and Tyson uh, pulled a Cosby and uh, raped her, and she dropped out of school. Hmm. Second, um, there was a, a party where uh, Dr. Catlin Allers, associate professor of physics and astronomy, 
was felt up by Tyson because she had like tattoos of uh, like planetary ta- tattoos on her body mm-hmm. um, because she's an astronomer and she's cool. <laughs> um, and uh, Tyson decided that he was going to explore her tattoo, including like looking under her, grabbing her and looking under her dress to find Pluto. It's just, come on. Like, don't, what? No, just don't, stop touching people. (laughs) What? Like, just don't, just be like, cool tattoo. (laughs) End of story. Cool tattoo. Come on. Just, just done. Um, And then uh, there's another story about a woman who was let's see there was this woman uh i'm in the story um ashley watson who was a former assistant to neil degrasse tyson who was forced to quit her job because of inappropriate sexual advances and predatory tendencies wow um she even said in hindsight there are red flags that she chose not to pay attention to um which is something we all do Mm mm-hmm um, and, um, that what, uh, Watson said Tyson made misogynistic comments and that he kept a list of overweight actresses on his phone to prove that women aren't inhibited by portrayals in the media when it comes to health and fitness, which is just like a weird thing to show your assistant. It's just like a w- weird way to try and talk to someone about their body, which is just a weird yeah. Like she shouldn't know that. If he wants to do that, that's his business. It's his phone. But she shouldn't know that. Don't share right. that with her. Right. Um he apparently tried to seduce her into having sex with him. Um, she had to quit her job. I feel like he's a predator because of his status as an educator and people just won't believe him and he'll just keep doing it. Um et cetera, et cetera. Um, she felt pressured to impress her superstar boss. Um, and he, upon, in, she had to go to his house once and he allegedly took off his shoes and shirt remaining in a tank top undershirt. Like, don't take your clothes off. <laughs> and then he put on romantic music. <laughs> just come on, <laughs> doctor, just, sir, don't do this. She says Tyson soon brought out a cutting board and a knife to cut blocks of cheese that he decided they would share. But before slicing the snack, he allegedly gestured toward her with the knife and made a comment about stabbing. That's not a like it's like in that situation, like she does. She doesn't feel like this is a fun joke amongst colleagues. That's a that's a that's a super intimate gesture. You have to make sure that you're like okay with the person and know the person very well before you can even begin that and then you might not be able to do that at all even with someone you know there's no guarantee you can get away with any of that shit listen i have been with my husband for 18 years in january 17 years in a number of months congratulations thank you very much i have never once threatened him with a knife even in jest because it's like there are so many other funny things to do in the world on the like circle diagram of funny things to do in the world, 360 degrees. There's the pie chart is 
359 degrees point everything of funny things to do and gesturing stabbing with a knife it's just like it's not there's other funny shit yeah there's literally any funny thing yeah and if you're a boss and you have an assistant there you're taking off your shirt you are so, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, sir. Like you are that like captain of industry. <laughs> you're still so insecure in your masculinity. You got to dominate every single woman around you. You're a piece of garbage. I'm throwing out my mug. I'm angry. I can't watch fucking Cosmos with my daughter anymore. She's excited about science, but now I have to like give her like the biggest hedge in the world. It's still full of nasty ass men. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who you thought was a hero. Fuck you, sir. Fuck you. Fuck you for doing that to these women. Fuck you for 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 making me have this conversation with my daughter. She's eight. Can't we just give her the dream of being an astronomer before it's laced with all of this bullshit? I mean, she already knows. I mean, we watched. Did you watch the Insight, uh, the Mars Insight uh, landing? Yes. It was dope. I love watching people getting excited about things that they sent like 18 months into space. 18 months ago, they sent something into space and they were like, yay, it's happening. <laughs> love it. But I mean, we're watching it with Althea and the first thing that she notes is like, there's no black people in there. There's only like three women. So, and I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, but I was, I still want to be in that room though. Which I'm like, good for her, but also fuck y'all for making her have to even make that. Like, she just made a choice. Right. You just made an eight-year-old girl make a choice. I want to be an astronomer so badly that I'm willing to deal with this groping, stabbing, shirts off, racist, nigger, nigger, nigger in the workplace because I want to send shit into space. Yeah. Like, what? come on. Right. Be just a little bit better. Just a tiny bit better. I'm so angry at him. I'm so angry. I got my mug. <laughs> like, I love this mug. But y'all motherfuckers need to keep your dicks in your hands to yourselves. I should just put that on this mug. Just tape over the knee science. <laughs> keep your dicks to yourselves. Keep your dicks to yourselves. No one wants to see it except someone who wants to see it. That's the thing that people don't seem to understand. If we want to see your dick, we'll let you know. But if someone didn't say, hey, I'd like to see your dick, don't show it to them. <laughs> and don't assume that they want to see any other part of your body either. You know what, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I'd really love to see you in a tank top right now. And then if he took off his shirt, that's one thing. But even then, she's an assistant, and he should understand the power dynamic and be like, I don't really think that'd be appropriate. All right. Got to give it some thought. Yeah. Yep. Just like, no, I don't really feel comfortable with that. Um, that wouldn't be appropriate considering our relationship. I'd like to keep this professional. Goodbye. <laughs> Just, sir, you're such a fucking garbage. 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 You know, it keeps going. There's more to this story. Yep. 
It's just more. Watson says Tyson asked her if she needed any. So he was, he was talking about um, uh, she went to his apartment and had this whole situation with the, the stabbing and the shirts off and the weird music and all of that. Watson says she took the comment as a bad, the stabbing comment as a bad joke. And it's important to note that this type of joke is exactly what people in power need to keep in mind when dealing with subordinates. Right. Um, and she noticed it was a very weird power move. Watson then says Tyson started talking about how every human being needs certain quote releases in life, including physical releases. He reportedly mentioned how difficult it had been for him to be away from home for several months. Watson says Tyson asked her if she needed any releases. Now, we're not talking about photo releases. <laughs> she was getting up to leave his space when Neil allegedly stopped her, saying he wanted to show her a, quote, Native American handshake he knew. What? <sighs> Which involved holding hands tightly, making eye contact, and feeling each other's pulse. <sighs> When she broke off the awkward and incredibly intimate handshake, which she allegedly said represented a, quote, spirit connection, she attempted to just get up and leave. Tyson then allegedly put his hands on her shoulders and said he wanted to hug her. But if he did, he'd just want more. Don't do this, guys. Don't do that. There are so many things not to do in that. Don't be racist. Don't be fucking like, why are you bringing Native Americans into this? What are you doing, sir? Yeah. What? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. So then she quit shortly thereafter because yeah. no one wants to have to deal with that shit. Right. She want all she wanted to do was like study science, uh, stars, space. It's fucking awesome. Right. Studying science is great. And it's it's wild that I don't even want it's like I don't even want uh, Althea to be an astronomer because I don't want to have to deal with all this shit, <laughs> right? Like just the fight for her, even though she's eight and times are supposed to change, they ain't gonna change that much. Yep. I just need I just need all of these all of these nasty ass men, all of them. Diversify your rooms. Stop touching people. If you're uncertain, just just don't. Actually, and like what I said before about like asking permission, don't even do that because Louis C.K. did that shit to try to excuse himself and he's still a piece of shit too. Don't just... Can I masturbate in front of you? Nigga, what? <laughs> I think we might be at the point where all ideas you have around... If you have an idea around um, this woman, if you think it's smooth, it's a good idea to do. It's probably not. It's probably happened to her before, and it probably makes her powerfully uncomfortable. And um, just avoid, skip it. Just don't do yeah. it. You don't, just don't do it. You have an idea, and I, I, I hear you. Just don't do it. Just, just. I also, I just think like you need to do a power dynamic test. You need to take a moment when you're starting to think special feelings about somebody. Assess the power dynamic. Now. If you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say power dynamic, then you need to just stop. You probably should just go to jail. Like if you don't understand what I mean by assessing a power dynamic between you and a woman or you and a man, you don't understand what that means. You are in a heap load of trouble and you fucked people up before and you're going to do it again. Now, if you do understand it, just take time to think about it. 
Does this person work underneath you? Do they work for you directly? Do they work someplace else, but are still a subordinate in that position? Are you peers with their boss? Is she significantly younger than you? Also, not saying that that's a barrier, but that's a power dynamic to think about. Do you feel like you're in the clear but still uncertain? Ask her. Don't 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 put any moves on. Just yeah, but don't her, skip. Listen, don't skip straight to can I masturbate in front of you? Don't put any moves. Uh -uh. I, I'm just like I'm. Don't put any moves on any women. Don't do uh -uh. it. Your uh -uh. moves are this. You they're not moves at all. Nope. They are um terrible. And the thing is, let them come to you. Because here's the thing: if a woman is a, is finds you attractive but is afraid to approach you, there's a power dynamic there, and she's aware of it and not acting on it. Right. So you shouldn't either. And it sucks because maybe you both are hot for each other. This just isn't the place because she literally works in the front office. Come on, man! Like. Just, you got to be smart about this. You got to pay attention. Look at the power. Get consent. Ask women friends around you. If you don't have any, make some. <laughs> Especially black women. Find some, make some, and ask them. We will tell you. But just fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Fuck you to death. Happy Friday, everybody. That's our show. Yeah. That's it. We're leaving. We're leaving you I'm with done. that. I'm fucking storming out. I'm going to throw my damn mug against a wall. There you go, folks. So, yeah, take all your Neil deGrasse Tyson mugs. Throw them in the elevator. <laughs> Just drop them down the elevator shaft. Just drop them down the elevator shaft. <laughs> Leave, leave before a coworker calls you a bad name, or leave before you're about to call a coworker a bad name. <laughs> Don't touch anybody on your way out. Just go. Time to go home. There you go. It's Friday. That's it. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Enjoy what you heard? Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash unfridays and follow the network at twitter.com slash unfridays. Help us to take over the airwaves and destroy centuries of misinformation perpetuated by colonizer propaganda. Or, you know, buy us a coffee and a few video games. <laughs>